The best bits of Florida, the Knolls, no snow, no state income tax, and the white sands of the Gulf beaches, and the white sands breakfast blend from DeLuna Coffee, a combination of five different beans, some roasted to a light roast, some to a dark roast, the end product, a perfect blend that will perk you up better than a day on the beach. Visit DeLunaCoffee.com to browse all their top shelf blends and check out their Facebook and Instagram. DeLuna Coffee, all one word. DeLuna Coffee, proudly owned and operated by the Lemmix family. Loyal and passionate FSU alum. From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more corner pocket. Now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. Good evening to you, or good morning if you're listening to this as your Friday podcast. It is Wake Up or Chant. We are live and presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, as well as our friends at DeLunaCoffee.com. Check them out, DeLunaCoffee.com. Come explore their world of coffee, our world of coffee. Promo code WARCHANT15 saves you 15% off your orders. Check out their gifts. Go to DeLunaCoffee.com up top, hit shop, and then hit gifts, and you can see the bundles. Bundles, you get coffee, you get cocoa, you get the tumbler. 40 bucks. Keep one of them. Gift one of them. Tis the season. Tis the season. It is Wake Up War Chant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, cptallybar.com. We are missing out on bingo to do this for you folks at the yeah. Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, so appreciate what we do, please. Appreciate what we do. How are you, Corey? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm fired up. I'm ready for this. I'm ready for the uh, last road game of the season, which I won't be at. Ira, I guess, is in route. He's on yeah. a plane. I know he was in the Jacksonville airport today. We're not sure if he's on a plane yet. Um but yeah, hope everybody survived the uh, the hurricane. That was crazy. Kind of don't get a lot of hurricanes in the middle of November, do you? No, no. This yeah. is like the latest or one of the latest. So um, that's a whole nother podcast though about why mm. that stuff's happening. Uh, Corey, is this the last game Florida State will play in the state uh, outside the state of Florida this calendar year? I think so, man. I think that that like you, especially when you told me about Tampa having an ACC tie, and I just can't imagine. Um, the ACC wouldn't give one of those bowls uh, a chance to have Florida State in it hmm. to get some people in the stadium for that game, whatever the game might be. We don't usually do this on this show. Uh, that was yesterday's show, the Renegade Express. Uh, but our guy, Riser Knoll, uh, Riser Mike, rather, he's Riser Knoll, Riser Mike, whatever you want to go with, uh, posted a comment on the Warchant.com Tribal Council, which can be accessed by you dear listener, viewer, for only 10 bucks for an entire year of access to this. The premium recruiting board, Michael Langston's got some information on the recruiting class, three, two, ones, columns, observations, all that stuff. But Riser Mike says, I hear you guys talking about Jordan Travis's measurables. I would like to point out Jalen Hurts. He is only 6'1", 220. Jordan being 6'1", 201, not far off. I believe he can get to 220 next year. Do you think that the success Jalen Hurts has can create an interest in Jordan? I can recall when Hertz was mainly a running quarterback and then later became a better passer as well. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I am stunned that Jalen Hertz has become this guy, by the way. I, I didn't think I didn't see that happening at all. Lincoln Riley, man. God bless that guy. He resurrected his career, made him a draftable quarterback. And then look at him now. Um, that was a guy that was benched in the national championship of the halftime uh, halftime of a national championship game for a true freshman. Um uh yeah man I, I just look i i guess you would say travis is the same athlete as hurts i just i you don't see jordan running over folks and i remember jalen hurts doing that in college um jordan is not that kind of runner um not that jalen hurts is running over nfl linebackers much anymore but i think jalen hurts might be a little bit better athlete um certainly a bigger athlete and I don't know, man. I don't know that Jordan Travis can get up to 220 pounds and still keep that same athleticism. In measurables, to me, it's not just um, the height and weight. There's arm strength. Yeah. I don't see NFL, not yet anyway. I haven't seen it a ton. NFL arm strength on the intermediate throws, the throws to the sidelines um, from, from Jordan Travis that maybe Jalen Hurts has. I think Jalen Hurts always had a pretty strong arm, right, Aslan? It was just... Yeah, he never knew where he was throwing it. Yeah, you know, different body types, but you know, being in Mississippi covering Dak Prescott, I remember there's no way. I mean, you want to talk about being like all time wrong? I'm like, there's no way he's going to play quarterback in the NFL. 
Uh, he was yeah. a guy that didn't really hit a lot of intermediate stuff. It was either he would scramble away or he would, you know, Dan Mullen would scheme somebody wide open for him and he'd be able to find the guy and hit him streaking wide open, which is like, all right, that doesn't happen on Sundays a lot. But, you know, he was at one point an MVP candidate last year, I think. And uh, Dallas was desperately waiting for him. Well, maybe not desperately. They were doing all right with Cooper Rush. But, uh, I mean, he's a guy that kind of turned things around and ended up being a middling round pick and look at him now. So. That's not a bad comparison. I, I see. But yeah, I don't know if you could put 220 on. I don't know if, yeah, I can't imagine like Jordan putting 20 pounds, like 20 like good pounds on yeah. and keeping what Corey talked about, like that same sort of elusiveness. Um, and we still don't, I mean, we well, see because make, he's 22 years old, right? Or 23 yeah. years old. It's not like he's 19 and has, I mean, he's kind of, you know, you feel like he's kind of is what he is as a college athlete. I don't know how much more he could put on and still keep his athletic. I mean, I think this is about as what his frame is as a college athlete, right? And I don't think I doubt he weighs 201 right now. He might have weighed 201 in July when they opened up camp, but I I, I don't see him have that same kind of the, the size that I thought I saw with him in, in preseason camp. Mm. Nothing major. And I mean, I, hey, listen, man, just keep winning football games. Now, that's the best thing. But uh, yeah, maybe we were underselling his NFL potential, but I still think a million dollars in front of your face in 30 days guaranteed to come back, run it back with Mike, mm. Johnny, and Micah. As opposed to like, all right, man, you, this is your career. I mean, especially with his brother. I mean, I think Devin can probably give him a real insight. I mean, a little bit different, obviously, going pro baseball, pro football. But just, you know, things change, man. Things change quickly when you become a professional. Why not take the money and have the perks of being an amateur? I do think he'll get a shot in a camp or something. Like, I do think he's not, like, undraftable or unsignable, period. I just, he's not going to be a high draft pick. Um, he would have to go earn a spot on a team. Panama Jack, Corey, comma, is it safe to say FSU is back when we went out this year? Question mark. No. no. I, again, though, it's the context of back, right? Like back in the top 15, yeah, they're back. But back to what you guys grew up rooting for Florida, no. You've got to stack this stuff on top of each other. I actually wrote a column that will be up on the site soon. If you're listening to this on Friday, it's already up, about Patrick Payton. And I, I can't remember if I talked about this yesterday or not. And that I, my mind was adrift in that traffic jam um, about how important that is for the program to have guys like Patrick Payton learning from Jermaine Johnson and then Patrick Payton passing it down to someone else who then passes it down to someone else. That's when you know you're back is when you you have the players establishing the culture in, in, in teaching. Obviously, the coaching helps a ton, but you get to learn from watching a first round pick. This year, Patrick Payton is maybe playing alongside another first-round pick. That only helps. Just by osmosis, it helps. You see what it looks like up close. You see what you're where you have to get, and that's invaluable when you're talking about developing. Think about Rodney Hill, man, and the the amount of j just the amount of talent he's around, and what how he sees how these guys perform, how they prepare, and he might be better than all of them by the time he's done. Who knows? I'm not going to put a ceiling on that kid, but that's when you know programs are. Um, back is when they're having those kind of um, developing stages year after year after year where guys are sitting behind NFL draft picks, learning the way, and then becoming NFL draft picks themselves. What are we looking out here, 87? 87. Corey knows they're right off the dome. The uh, schedule's on the screen for our podcast. So the 1987 team, just because that's you know the first year of the dynasty if you want to use maybe what's going on now as being that, that first year of the, the rebirth, hmm. not quite the same, not quite the same. Right. Uh, but, right. You know, you're moving in the right direction. I, I think, you know, the dark ages, the lost decade, whatever you want to call Jimbo's last year and what we've dealt with the last previous four seasons, that stuff's sort of behind you. You're going to, you know, I don't know, 90% of the time you're going to beat the teams that are better than you. Hey, you know what would be better, though, is look at the 86 season. Because that, that might be more, in fact, it is more comparable. Because you're hoping next year, if the right guys come back, can turn into an 87 season. Um, oh, there you go. You got to zoom in. Look at this guy, man. Guys, don't don't undervalue what Aslan brings to this show. I mean, I couldn't have done I don't even know what he just did. That was crazy. And he did it right. He did it so quickly. Um, Toledo, big win. The, the, the worst... Actually, the worst result in that season, and I remember it clearly, is the North Carolina game. They should have won that game. They were favored to win that game. But it was also the week after Pablo Lopez died. Um, 
and that the the team was heartbroken. But if you take that game away because they really just weren't into it, clearly. I mean, look, you have pretty good wins, um, no great wins, but the only you don't have any bad losses. You you lost to Miami, which was the best team in the country, forty-one to twenty-three, and your quarterback and starting running back got hurt in that game, and were out. They were knocked out in the second quarter. That was and and you and they were all so young, and most of the guys were coming back. Dion was just a sophomore. Sammy Smith was a sophomore. And they knew going into that junior year with all those guys coming back, man, we might be a problem. We were really close to having a really good year in 86. And here we are now in 87. And they were in fact a problem for the next, you know, decade and a half. So does Jamie's toss get added to the pregame highlights every FSU home game? I think he was saying every FSU Canes game. Oh, Canes game. Right. Yeah. Um, like Papuchis and Norvell were talking. I mean, it's, it certainly should be on the remix, whatever they do when they're doing these highlight um, hype videos. Uh, I don't understand why Jernigan's isn't on there more mm. when he body slammed the lineman. Like that should be up there with Marvin to me. Um, but yeah, this is up there because again, it's so dismissive and Tessa Tor's call is great. And that should be included in the hype videos. But yeah, man, um, that was a really cool play by Jamie Robinson. Just like I'm done with you. I'm tired of this. Sit down. Our guy Andres uh, points out that Jalen Hurts was a state champion weightlifter that squatted almost 600 in high school. Okay. Well, so well, that's a measurable it. too, I guess. Yeah. wonder what he did 225 on. How many 225s can you get up, Aslan? How many reps? I mean, I haven't squatted since February because I threw my back no, out. No, not squats, benches, on the bench. Oh, none. Maybe oh. one. I couldn't get one right now. No. My what do you think if I could do if I could do one 270 on the Nautilus sitting up doing this, oh, like man. not a real bench press? What does that equate to on the actual bench press? Maybe 185. I was gonna say, yeah. I need to get up to like, good. Well, one eighty five is a good look. Forty fives and twenty fives on this. That's a good look. All right. Okay. Well, I don't do the I don't do traditional bench press, so I just sit and do the uh kind of the old man push it forward, sitting, sitting and sitting like this, pushing it forward. Kyle was saying that, uh, you know, Florida State's not back after this season. Why not? Uh, Texas gets to be back every year. So. Well, that's true. That's a good point. Texas is always back. Notre Dame, Miami is always about to be back. They're right on the cusp, and then something crazy happens, like a six-loss season every year. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you there, Corey. Matthew Ogles is here, everybody. Dollar bills, y'all. Matthew, Starting us off. Thank you. I'd clap harder. Um but quick story, the guy who did my driveway, he had to finish up some work, and I, I didn't know if he was going to come back and do it, but he did. And, like, I kind of felt bad. Like, I, I thought maybe I kind of overextended my ask. So okay. I actually helped him shovel, like, a bunch of the gravel to go backfill the rest of, like, my uh, driveway. And uh, these hands are meant for cuddling, not shoveling. Mm. And, uh, I've got a nasty blister right now. So it was, it was Oh, man, well, I'll clap. I'll clap. I'll clap for you, Matteo. Thank you, man. We appreciate it, buddy. You blue collar folk out there keeping the world I was moving. Say, around, really we got it. delicate hands. I always get a blister just from like uh, twenty swings at the at the range because I'm a big baby. Uh, shout out to our guy Gator Kirk who can't be here. Four year anniversary with a significant other cat. He will listen later. So, all right, right Gator Kirk. Hey, congratulations, man. Here's to uh, four more. Yeah. Just you Here's to a lot more than that. Are you and Steph at four? Or are you guys at five? We're at five, man. Five and a half, actually. Five and a half. Uh, so yeah, she brings that up quite a bit. Uh, Ms. Palalis, good evening. She says going for three straight dubs. She thinks we win by two scores. I agree at minimum. Do you think we'll play well all four quarters again, Corey? No, I I'm a cynic at heart. Um, Why? clearly I'm a pessimist, but also like, I just, it doesn't seem like that's how the sport works. You're not just consistently good for all every quarter you play or every drive. There are going to be some dips here the last three games. Maybe not next week, but certainly in the Florida game, there will be dips too, and in the bowl game. So, no, I don't expect to clean, just beat the bejesus out of someone for four quarters, never really in doubt. Um, there's there's going to be some uh, a little helter-skelter-ish type stuff because it's college football, man, and it's sports. Um, but I do think – I mean, I, I I guess if the quarterback plays, it's different. But, yes, I do. I, I would be very surprised if they don't win by two scores. That doesn't mean they can't. Clearly, I'm wrong all the time. But they're a better team. They feel better about themselves. Um, they can run on anyone. And uh, that's not a tough, tough place to play. So I, I assume they'll win. I don't know if they'll – I don't expect them to play, like, a consistently great game for all four quarters, though. They'll be a dip. I, Maybe a slow I start. Maybe they'll have a slow start for the first time in a in a minute. 
Hey, listen, they didn't score any points in the third quarter against Miami. So is that uh, true? Well, yeah, well, I guess they had a 31 there at half. That was pretty, yeah, pretty good. So, yeah. Can't be great all four quarters, but you can still have a great yeah. result. So hopefully our guy Wes isn't inundated with water right now. The villages. I mean, we've been getting hit with rain all day in Tallahassee. I can't imagine what it's been like in the villages. But he says mm-hmm. over under 225 rushing yards against Syracuse. Don't forget to the thumbs up, subscribe to the YouTube channel, as well as War Chance, support the Luna and the CP. That's the corner pocket. Go Knowles, beat the Orange. I I think I'm going to say under. I really do think Syracuse is going to do some things to try to really slow down the the running game, and they will not quit, and they will they will play hard, but. I, again, like I said yesterday and the day before, I think that should open up stuff in the passing game because I think first and foremost, they are going to be there to stop the run because they do not want to get embarrassed like Miami got embarrassed. Derek wonders, how will FSU possibly handle the white Randall Cunningham? Come on, guys. Love Come on, boy. guys. I was, I was, I was, I, the, the point was sort of valid, and it was just the first tall quarterback that came to mind. Because isn't Schrader tall? He looks like he's 6'5". Yeah, like he looks tall. like he's a, a, a – maybe Dak – but he's faster than Dak. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Rob Krause, my guy Deuce Span fell off after the first month of the season. Any chance a skirmish Saturday night lights a fire? Maybe. Again, man, it's it's not like he's not on the field. He plays, what, Aslan? Probably 25 snaps a game. It's just you never – they don't throw it to him. Well, and it was hard on Miami because they didn't throw to anybody. He was one of the – him and Johnny Wilson were the only two receivers that caught a pass in that game, I think. Um, but, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know that he's playing poorly. It's just how would you know because they never throw him the ball. They're just – they keep throwing it to – I mean, look, good guys, four and 80 and 14. But he is in there. He is playing a good – he's not just uh, buried on the bench. So he is due, right? Isn't he due to make a big play, Aslan? Like a 75-yard touchdown? Isn't that in his wheelhouse? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, sure. I mean, because he hasn't really had one this season, so why not join the party? Um, I love Rob. Rob's always got good questions. This almost goes back to the Winston Wright thing, too. And again, as a fan, you know, you kind of you fall in love with some of these storylines and, and some of these, you know, these, these star rankings and the way these guys are built. And obviously, we talked up these guys throughout the off season. And then you, you know, you're like, all right, man, where's it at? But it's like, Hey man, like what's wrong right now? Like what, what is, is there something lacking in Florida state that like they need to figure out a way to get Deuce span more involved. And then the onus is on him to figure out a way to, to, to get open a little bit better. Maybe, you know, catch Jordan's eye, beat your guy off the line yeah. by a mile. So you get the ball your way because right now, I mean, this offense is producing and very productive. So, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think there's anything. I mean, like Ron Dugan's going to get up like, hey, Mike, we need to figure out a way to get five involved more. It's like, why, man? We're good. We're cruising. Like, we need to get yeah. one. We need to get Winston right healthy. We got to get him right. Get See what we have going into 2023. Like, why? We're fine. Where's it going to go? I would like, just for the future, I would like Deuce to make a couple of big catches here down the stretch. I, I think that would be big for his confidence and just for his future. I do think he can be a, a real weapon for them in years to come. It's certainly not happening this year, but he does need to go make a play, right? Like, make a play that matters uh, just for, for him next year and the year after that. Uh, let's go to sunny Pensacola. Let's Oh, James go. B. in the house. What? James B., 200 American. Clap for me, Core. My hands hurt. Hurt, man. Oh, that's hurt. right. Blister. Lister McGee over there can't clap. Thank you, James B. Thank you, buddy. James B. 200 American in the jar. Thank you, man. Hopefully we get to see you here next week, if not Black Friday. For Louisiana. Just stay the week, James B. Just stay the week. What do you got? What else you got going on? We'll go get a we'll go get a turkey. We'll get a Cajun turkey from Popeyes, you know. We'll just we'll do it big. Yeah. I see this game against Syracuse as another check mark. That being, can we now put together back-to-back blowouts against teams we were supposed to beat? Go Knowles. Back-to-back-to-back, right? That'd be three in a row. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, look, it, it was such an anomaly what happened in South Florida. Not that Florida State shouldn't have won that game. They were favored after all. But nobody, again, nobody goes on the road in this rivalry and wins by 42 points. That was outrageous. Uh, I, don't, I just don't expect you to go on the road in college football in the year 2022 and hammer teams 
not unless you're Ohio State or Georgia. It just doesn't happen a lot. That's why I would be surprised if it's a blowout of that magnitude, like the last two weeks. It can still be a comfortable win, but uh, it's just not they, they, It's not as easy as it looked on Saturday night. I don't think, and if it is, if they go out and beat Syracuse, James B is right, man. That is a great check mark. That, I mean, I mean, I beat Syracuse convincingly. I, any win is great, but if you go out and beat them convincingly, you start feeling like, oh, are we one of the top 10 teams in the country that just had a bad loss in Raleigh? Like, I, I really thought, I think, and we got, when we got Fabian back and Jared Verse back, is this one of the top 10 teams in the country? I mean, I think Florida State could actually, and fans could ask themselves that if they beat the bejesus out of Syracuse. Because Syracuse isn't a rollover. They're not a pushover. Did you, by the way, did you hear what Dino said about uh, when he was talking about Florida State's win over Miami? Mm, no. And he's like, man, that 45, you, you go, Miami's got athletes to hold them to uh, just three points. That's, that's really something. That's really impressive. They, they played really well, but I thought what was more impressive is what they did to Georgia Tech, which <laughs> is a very thinly veiled shot at Miami. Like, man, he's, he's more impressed that you blew out Georgia Tech at home than blowing out Miami in uh, South Florida. Yeah, there, and that was a that was a bad football team that we did bad things to, but exactly. But isn't that what you're supposed to do, yeah. Avon? Absolutely. Yeah. Again, listen, man. You know when when Jimbo left, some of the stuff, some of the narrative was like, hey, whatever. He beats the rivals, but he wasn't he wasn't beating Jimmy Johnson's Canes. He wasn't beating Steve Spurrier. And I'm like, come on, we're going to use that line of reasoning around here. Um, you know, he beat an interim staff. We didn't beat an interim staff last year. Like, go beat these rivals, man. I don't care if they're down or up, man. Beat them convincingly like that. And also crazy. beat teams that you're supposed to beat and put your foot on their throat. Yeah. That, that, those were those were very good signs the last two weeks, what they did. I mean, somebody was talking about, I think, uh, when we had the In the Coop show with Robert Cooper on Monday, Dimitri Emanuel, his guest co-host. I, I can't think of any rivalry game even like the 2013 game against Florida to where you were just in such dominant control the entire game. Uh, there's a little bit of nip and tuck against Florida in the first half. It was I three to even, nothing with like five minutes to go in the half in yeah, that I game. Think, yeah. I think even 13 at home against Miami never got yep. nervous, but it wasn't like we totally. It was a touchdown. I think that was a touchdown game at half. I mean, what you yeah. did you within like the first three drives. I mean, like, I mean, Exactly. Listen, they had Jordan on the ropes somewhat. I mean, I don't want to say on the ropes. That's really exaggerating. But like they almost had a three and out and they didn't get off the field. And then he promptly throws like a beautiful pass downfield at Pokey. And it was like the route begins. This is how it's going to play out. So, um, yeah, beat teams badly that mm. are bad. We would like that. Thank you, James B. You bad, but like the good kind of bad. You're the man. We appreciate you. You know, sports, you pick winners all the time. So why not get paid for it? Do it over at MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag's got the biggest online selection of odds and contests for all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. Bet on the NFL, college football, or aim for a low-risk, high-reward jackpot with the all-new MyBookie Money Bag. Money Bag's a one-of-a-kind opportunity to spin for crazy odds on props and futures, place a bet, spin the wheel, and get ready to score epic odds on the best teams, athletes, and events. Sign up free today. Use the promo code WARCHANT. Get a deposit match instantly of any amount up to $1,000. Again, promo code WARCHANT to claim that bonus. And be sure to check us out Monday as we go through our winners again. If you need a reminder, Corey's picks was Ole Miss, Wake Forest, and LSU all covering. And I went with South Alabama, Clemson, and the over on Oklahoma, West Virginia. Corey's one up on me. We'll see if I can even up the odds. You even the odds. Shoot, the odds are in your favor when you use the promo code WARCHANT over at mybookie.ag. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Wes wonders where the glasses are at, Corey. They're uh, they're right on the counter over there, Wes. I uh, I don't really need them for this stuff as much as I need them for uh, actually being at the football games. But I appreciate that. I've been told by everybody other than Aslan that I look good in them. He told me they're too, uh, what'd you say, they're too wide frames? I didn't too, say it looked bad. Well, you didn't. You said that you needed. I need. They needed to be skinnier. I think. Yeah, they were smaller. They they went like uh, beyond your whatever, man. 
Who, who, who am I? Who exactly. Am I? You're just who blister you boy. Over there. Garrett S. By uh, Old Glory. Maybe he's at Iwo Jima. Who knows? Shout out veterans. Veterans Day Friday as you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, and Brady has to go to school. Isn't that crazy? I heard. Oh, what yeah. are we doing up here in Gwinnett County? I don't understand that. Hey, boys. When we look back on the season, what will we say was the defining moment or has it not happened yet? Yeah, I think to me right now, um, like Shaheem's PAT block is clearly one of the bigger plays of the season. But I want to go back because I, I said Louisville as being a signature win. I don't think that's true. It, uh, clearly, if you beat Florida and Miami, Louisville doesn't get the the, um, the name, the signature win. It doesn't get that label. But being on the road, losing your star quarterback, losing your star defensive end, Dave, Fabian Lovett not even playing. Love and, tackle. Yeah, all yeah. these injuries that happened. Um, there was more, too. I, they're not. Malcolm Ray went out. Um, for you, for you to still find a way to win that game, even with missing two field goals, one, the last one you shouldn't have kicked that, that Trey Benson finding himself in that fourth quarter drive, Tate Rodemaker actually winning a game and looking like a college quarterback and making plays, man, that's a really cool moment. Maybe not the defining one. We'll see what, how the season goes, but that's a really cool moment. It's hard to, cause all their other wins have been kind of blowouty here lately. Like, I don't know. There's there a defining moment in the Boston college or the Miami game. Is it Jamie Robinson tossing the guy aside? I, yeah. I, I just think, um, that passed or that passed to, was it Johnny that gave him the lead that, that in the foot in the end in the, by the pylon, that great catch and the throw yeah. by Tate, man, that's, those are, and then Knowles intercepting the pass. That's, those are really cool moments. Because looking back with all those guys out, for you to find a way to beat a bowl team like that uh, was, is pretty – on the road, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And to Corey's point on the show yesterday, I mean, Louisville's messed around and won like three or four games in a row. They're 6-3 yeah. and three right now as well. So uh, they could possibly upset Clemson. They could you know end up winning eight games or so, and that looks like a really good um, dub. I try to I try to look this up, but uh, couldn't get far. Uh, but our guy Tony Greco says that bear guy picked Cuse money line straight up. When does when does he do the bear guy from game day, right? And yeah, uh, Chris, Felica. Chris Felica. When would he even give a a I, I wouldn't think he'd give a pick like that until game day. He's got a pod that he doesn't oh, stand okay. for Steve. Um searching his Twitter timeline. I don't see anything that he's given up for game lines or any, any recommendations, but I mean possibly, you know. Uh, we just had an inner office memorandum go out that I shouldn't pop things up that I can't confirm. So, Tony, smart, you smart, you especially can. these days. Yeah, Kyle says Corey went from Chuck Sightsinger to Stone Cold Steve Austin. I appreciate the compliment. I think I don't know who Chuck, who's Chuck Sightsinger. Oh, we're going to try to see. He's a television personality. Oh, is it the guy from Pawn Stars or Pawn Street Wars or Outlaws? something? Oh, no. Uh, come on. Come on, Kyle. I mean, why just a bald white guy come on man that's not cool with a gray beard I, hey man i see it i see it not anymore though you don't see that anymore stone cold baby did you ever go watch stone cold et like i told you aslan i did his right. he's good for three seconds and then like he can't he can't do the whole he can just feel like it's, it's so cold you know he can do that but like i don't feel like he can carry on a full conversation the funniest part to me is when he had to look down to figure out how to drive the car like he had to <laughs> tilt his mask down to look how to drive to, to pull around to, to talk to him again. That was funny. Uh, Holton Blackwelder. That sounds like a guy I wouldn't want to mix it up with at a bar. Uh, do you think Thomas and McCall emerge as starters next year? Or do we need to hit the portal again at defensive back? Um, I mean, who, who in the world knows what McCall, right? I mean, if he's on the team, maybe, I guess I, I, there's nothing that I've seen from him in practice that's like, yeah, he's actually a, he's definitely a starter in 2023, but he's also a freshman learning the game. So the theoretically, probably he's going to get better. So may he certainly got the measurables. I'd also be interested if he may, maybe moved to safety if he stayed. Hmm. You know what I mean? I think maybe that would be more in his skill set. I just but again, he's played college football for a few months. So I'm not I'm not giving up on him as like an all star cornerback or anything. Azaria, yeah, I think he'll be a starter. But is Renardo? What is Renardo? Is he a senior? He was twenty nineteen, so so he's still got it. He's still got a year left, at least. Yeah, because twenty twenty doesn't count against anybody. So yeah, I you know I, I think Renardo's. I would definitely think Renardo's one of them. Um, he's been terrific. 
um, knock on wood. And uh, so, yeah, I think Azaria could certainly make a run at the other one or Amari and Cooper finds it again. Mm. He's just a sophomore, a true sophomore. So maybe he finds it again and becomes uh, really good again. Our guy James B says he's got reservations at Shula's for Thanksgiving. Oh, so. man, is that open on Thanksgiving? All right, James B. Nice, buddy. Corner Pocket opens uh, Thanksgiving night around 8, if you guys are interested in that. Spirit Ticks, as of now, one of the signature win. Well, it's that signature moment. Uh, well, defining moment. Defining was, moment, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but let, yesterday we were asked the signature win. Yeah. Beating LSU in New Orleans and then being the seventh team in the country right now. I guess because, listen, man, the season's been up and down. Yeah. That was an up and down game. So it's kind of on par with what the season has been. So that, that might be it. I would have liked it better if it was 31 to 17, which it should We all would have. have. Yeah. We all would have. Uh, Timothy Dangerfield. Hey, guys, what about Peach Bowl or Liberty Bowl for FSU? Well, the Peach Bowl is a New Year's Six game, right? Could they get into that? Could they sneak into that, Aslan? I don't I don't know. I mean, but they, they could be. I guess they could technically be, theoretically, be ranked ahead of Clemson if they lose another game. Well, no, Clemson could, to... couldn't Clemson go to the Orange Bowl? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm saying Clemson would, like, lose to North Carolina in the championship game and then not go to it by virtue of that. Yeah, I'm not the bull tying guy. I'm not Brett McMurphy, so I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I can't imagine they're going to make it into a near six bowl. That I don't, I don't, I just can't imagine with Alabama floating out there still in the ether. And I don't think Liberty Bowl, I don't see Liberty Bowl having an ACC tie in. So, how that, many New Year's are there? Are there six total? <laughs> excuse me, or four? There's six total, right? Yes. So, there's four New Year's six games and then the two playoff games. Correct. So, they'd have to be somewhere near the top 12. Yes. If they won out. They'd be floating around the top 12, but yeah, I, I don't, it seems like it'd be a really uphill climb for them to, to get there only because mainly because like, you know, if Florida was eight and one and they beat them, that would be something, but you're not going to get, you're not going to get any credit if you went out for these, for these wins. So yeah, I mean, you're probably you know, not right, going to go too high. I mean, right. I hear the teams that are being discussed the new Year's six bowls. I think this is before last week's Georgia thrashing of Tennessee. Um, Oregon, Michigan, LSU, TCU, Penn State, Bama, North Carolina. You know, and then Clemson yeah. now is out of the, the mix for the playoff probably, so they fall into that net now. Yes. Um, you know, if, if Ole Miss beats Alabama, maybe they swap positions. Um, you know, if Notre Dame goes on a roll, Notre Dame probably jumps Florida State and, and figures out a way to get ahead, ahead of us, so. Let's just take the cheese at bowl, guys. We haven't been to a bowl game in like two yeah. years. Yeah. I, I like your guys' ambition. I get it. But like, you know, when I can't I give you a clear answer, I get I get bum fuzzled. Let's go down here. We see somebody in the red. Uh, we'll go to Tom Kirkpatrick first, though. Since you're allowed to observe practice, what do you think about Woody switching to defensive line? As long? I don't know. I mean, he's there. I haven't I haven't really kept an eye on him. I haven't uh, when we're watching practice. We're up top Hauser for a good part of it, and defensive drills are done on the opposite practice field. And then when they move back into the IPF, I'm usually watching the offense do seven on seven while the offensive line and defensive line are doing pass rush stuff. So I haven't I haven't seen Antavis Woody take a, a live snap yet. He has, but I just haven't seen it. For you, Tom, actually, no, because I'm not going to practice next week. I'm not going to practice. I need to rest. I need to rest. I'm not going to Louisiana. No one watches the practice videos anymore, Corey. I'll what show in the up world? The afterwards. I'll show up the okay. interviews afterwards. I'll do All that. Right. I'm not getting about it better. And again, I'm not doing it. I'll do it for Florida game. I'm not doing Louisiana. Um, but Tom, two weeks from now, I'll let you know. I just want everybody to know that I take Louisiana seriously. I'm not looking yes. past them. It's one game at a time for this dude. If Ray asks me to go, I will go, though. Yeah, Ray, exactly right. If Ray wants to see that practice video, you better be there for practice video. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's one of the 946 people that watched it this week. Hey, Shout you know, we got uh, we got Papuchas. We got John Papuchas up over 1,000 views by yeah. just complaining about it, and people are even commenting on it. So maybe we should go tell people, guys, Aslan's out there busting his butt, giving you all practice video. Go watch it. So what are they? How long are they, Aslan? Five minutes? Four minutes? Yeah, only five minutes. Yeah, just go in there and watch it. Give our guys some uh, some love with some views. That's all. Just for the for the brand's sake. 
Anyway, to Ray. Let's get to Ray. Also, subscribe to the YouTube page right now. Lower right corner of the screen. Hit the thumbs up right now, too, mm -hmm. as well as we've hit the uh, sort of halfway mark of this show. Apparently, there's more people watching now. We'll get better engagement. So hit the thumbs up, please. That signals a like. That's all it does. We're not going to track you like Elon Musk is tracking you on Twitter right now. <gasps> Oops. Ray says, Aslan, Corey, we have the best running back stable in the country now with five studs, including C.J. Campbell and Rodney Hill. Not sure how the Penn State transfer gets playing time. Do you agree? Go Knowles. I do. I, I don't yeah. I don't foresee. I, I unless I don't see how Rodney Hill is going to get a ton of playing. I mean, they it's a good problem to have, but they have uh, and they're all unique with Trey Sean and Trey and, and Toa Feely. They all have unique skill sets, but they're all good at what they do. Really good. Um, yeah, man, I, I, there aren't many teams in the country that have three guys that have made as many plays as these three guys have. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't know that you could argue that. I don't know if you could prove it or not. I'm sure there's there's other teams that have very talented running backs too, but they don't get the at-bats. The third-string running back, whoever that is for Florida State, I don't even know. They don't get the at-bats that uh, at other schools like they do at Florida State. Like how many touches to Toa – if you want to say Toa Feely is the, uh, the third-string running back, I bet he's got – I bet he's averaging eight or ten touches a game. Maybe more than that. That's crazy for a third-string running back. Now, I know Treshawn was out a couple of weeks, but still, he was getting a lot of carries before that. Yeah, I can't um, – I saw him flash, but, I, it, you know, Keziah Holmes, that is, like on Wednesday, I'm like, hey, man, that was pretty good snap. That was pretty good rep. The Penn State transfer you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, there's just so many dudes ahead of him. Uh, but he also transferred, and somebody pointed out that the unlimited transfer rule didn't go through, so – Micah would have to set off if he did transfer for my hot take. So, oh, there you go. Because uh, transferred in here and he's going to be on scholarship. Uh, that would be tough. But yeah, I mean, looking at the snaps right here, Trey's got 203 on the year. Trey Sean Ward's got 164. Lawrence, I mean, I wouldn't have guessed that Lawrence had 300 compared. That's crazy. Yeah. I would have thought he had the, the least amount of snaps out of all those guys. So, yeah, by those, by those metrics, um, I guess Trey Sean is your. Because Trace uh, Ward didn't play three games, so if you if you factor that out, he's averaging more plays per game than Trey Benson. So Trey Benson's averaging the least amount of plays of those three, and he's probably your best guy. Not probably, he is your best guy if he's playing well. So yeah, man, that's a it's a very talented room. And Rodney Hill should he's got to play at some point. He's good. He's really good. He's like a flipping. I don't know, man. Like a uh, a rocket ship coming out when he gets the ball going through a going through a hole. So it'd be cool if you know. I think like in in correct me if I'm wrong. Comment section, but association football, what we call soccer here, there's like transfer fees. So if like Manchester United wants to sign away whoever, like Messi away from Barcelona or whatever it is, yeah, like they've got to pay Barcelona a whole bunch of money. And that'd be cool if this whole transfer thing was like, all right, yeah, you can leave, you go wherever you want. But you know, if if Alabama wants to run back and they want Lawrence Sofield, they got to give us like eight hundred thousand dollars. Yep, towards that's the collective, so yeah. you can go sign you for your NIL collective. There you go, Aslan. I'm sure that's going to be happening in the next two years. The way this thing's going, I, I just I mean, that's a it's a good question. It's quote unquote a good problem. You know, that's I, I forgot what coach said. You know, I know Willie said it, but somebody else said it here recently, just about like my job is to out recruit the last class I just had. I mean, that's, you have yeah. to keep getting better and better talent. Um, I mean, I, they probably won't get it back. Maybe they have, I don't even know if they have a back right now committed. I don't have the, the list in front of me here, but I, I wonder what they do there because that's, that's a lot of dudes. And I mean, they're all not going to be happy. I mean, but they are happy right now. So who knows? Maybe it'll all work out. Maybe that was also out. a lot of green, dark green and light blue on that offensive PFF chart. You just had yeah. it looks a lot different than it did two years ago. It does. Florida State currently 17th right now. I don't see a running back. Oh, okay, Sam Singleton. I forgot. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the question there. It's like, what do you, you know, what do, what's your what's your end Well, I, I think, look, man, right Toa Feely, Ward, and Benson, if they don't leave this year, will be leaving the following year probably. So you might have to wait your turn for a year or two. But, you're, I mean, that's how it, that's how it works when you go to good schools, which we hope Florida State is now. You don't just roll in as a true freshman and play a lot. As Rodney Hill's finding out, we think Rodney Hill might be good, really good. Quantrell knows what back on the roster do you think has the best NFL potential? He says Rodney Hill. 
Man, you when you watch the I w- I wouldn't have agreed with this maybe five or eight or ten years ago because Benson's body type. But when you watch the NFL, number one, they just find running backs everywhere, guys you've never heard of. All you really have to do is hit a hole and hit it hard. And man, it doesn't really matter your size anymore, even. Um, Rodney Hill does that. Um, you know, he's not, he's certainly not a prototypical size, but um Maybe. I mean, we'll see. He certainly hits a hole like an NFL running back. The problem with that position is you hit that hole really hard for three or four years. You're not, you don't have a lot of juice left typically because you take such a beating. That's why the guys like Dalvin are such a rarity because he, he might be doing it for another three to five years as one of the best in the league. And that just doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. Like Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley was on top of the world for 10 minutes. And then absolutely chop liver. Yeah. Out of the league. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, uh, Priest Holmes. Like yeah. guys like that that are just incredible for these three or four-year windows and then done. Devontae Freeman was great and then just fell off completely, especially at that size. It's hard. At least he got that second contract, though. He did, man. He did. Wasn't great for the Falcons, but I was really happy for him. It's Nick Weber. Weber like the grill. I think it's Weber. Or is like it Weber? Grill. Yeah, I think it's a Weber grill. Yeah. Oh. We'll never know. I you think we do. I think, it's, I think it's Weber. All right, Weber. What are y'all wanting to see from the team here on out? I know W's, but what do we need to see to keep the op- optimism going for the offseason and next year? I think the figuring out how to win and being consistent on both sides. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I think at least two wins. I, no, I should say at least three wins, including the bowl game. That would make me feel good. That gets you to nine, whether it's whether it's nine and three at the end of the regular season or nine and four after a bowl game. I think you feel good about a nine-win season coming off a five-win season. Um, and then it's, I mean, I, I think a lot of it, I, I really do like the direction of everything. I think what we're all going to be paying attention to is that Saturday after the Florida game. Who's on Twitter? Who's on Instagram? Is there going to be a Twitter? But if if who's on Instagram, who's on social media saying that they're coming back or that they're leaving? I think that's where you, where you were. And I, I'm optimistic either way, but you would see a lot. I, I don't know other than the team, you know, not having a meltdown. I, I, I trust that they're going to play well and play hard because they all, they always play hard and they, they have been playing well. I, I think my, my optimism about next year and moving forward is the uh, going into the off season. It's more about what happens on social media the day after the Florida game. Yeah. Well said. Can't really disagree with any of that. What I would say, I, I am curious to see, again, if they if they went out here in the regular season, I really am curious to see who they'll match up against in a bowl game. Um, like, what if they do get Alabama? Like, what if Alabama, you know, loses to Ole Miss and they've got three losses and they're 9-3 and three and Florida State's 9-3 and three and they're like, hey, we'll, we'll run it in Tampa or we'll put it in Orlando. And Ooh, does Bright, would Bright, who, has Alabama been in a position like that since, uh, they became yeah. this. Yeah. 19. Where, they lost two games. They lost to Joe Burrow and they lost to Auburn. They played like them. They played in the, whatever the better bowl in, or, in Orlando is. Did they half their teams, lost, did half their team sit out? I don't remember. I don't recall. It'd be uh, interesting to see what Bryce Young would do in a situation like that. Since he's not going to be playing for it. Like, is he going to play in the bowl game? No, he doesn't need to. No, but that's like an, Ala- he might though. An Alabama might, I don't know. It just that Milro kid there. will probably be, I want to see Florida State go up against another big boy. Uh, I don't, I don't, I think like, you know, LSU was a big boy. I mean, they've grown into a big boy. Uh, Clemson was. I I think we got, if you, I would like to know what the GPS said on Clemson. I I feel like Clemson probably played their best game of the entire year against Florida State that night. Yeah. I want to see them play Ole Miss or I don't know about TCU. I don't know if TCU would fall that far to play a, a team that's got three losses unless they just totally melted down, but um, I'm curious to see how they'll look against a team outside this conference that's got you know some pedigree and cachet. But yeah, uh, to to feel really optimistic, Corey's point. Obviously, who's coming back, and then it'd be nice for them to get another five star guy or two. But it sounds like that's probably not going to happen, at least in this cycle. Because I mean, all these good vibes are happening now, November sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. I mean, these kids are making their decision in less than a month, so it's it's kind of a tough ask to say, hey, man. You know, we were four and three 30 days ago, but now we're killing it. 
you should come to us when they, you know, kind of made a decision to go elsewhere. Yeah, I feel like most of those guys already have their mind made up in November. I mean, the way recruiting is now, it's quicker, it's earlier and earlier. I, I, I don't even know if the four and three start had any negative impact. I mean, I don't think they, I don't know that they lost any guys. They haven't gained many guys. Who knows? The, tra- uh, the transfer portal too, though, right? You can get some five stars in there. Um, and yeah. that, that will be wide open uh, the day after the Florida game as well. A reminder again, we're coming to you live here on Thursday night on YouTube. It is your Friday podcast. Uh, but check out our friends over at DeLuna Coffee, DeLunaCoffee.com. The promo code WARCHANT15 will save you 15% on most items at the website. Again, go to the shop up top, hit gifts. And look at that, man. Get yourself the WarChant bundle of coffee, or you can either get the cocoa and you get the tumbler. That's what matters. Uh, keep it for yourself. Give it to dad. Give it to mom. Or maybe give it to your boss as a big-time Florida State fan. You're just watching us because you have nothing else to do. And keep the coffee for yourself. You won't be disappointed either way. DeLunaCoffee.com, promo code WARCHANT15. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kevin Hickson, all caps, Kevin Hickson. What do you guys think the interior defensive line will look like if Fabian and Robert leave for the draft? Well, Robert has to leave. Um, It's not, I mean, again, that's my biggest concern going into next year. Well, I guess quarterback and then defensive line. He's coming back. Well, just let's make sure, let's make sure. But then uh, defensive line is my, and I, I think, there are some nice pieces, perhaps, including Patrick Payton, for sure, at the on the edge. But I think I think you're going to need at least two big time players out of the portal, and, and not no just think they can't get that done. There's no reason absolutely they not, man. If Jared Verse leaves and he's a late first or early second round pick, and you've done that two years in a row for one guys that have been in your program for one year, yeah, you you should not have many issues recruiting um, defensive ends. Um, moving forward because they've they've done a really nice job here this apparently this this defense i don't know if it's for playmakers but it's for edge rushers that's that's fuller's uh calling card so yeah man i i think uh you you will have a, a like i said a bigger pond to fish out of with all these positions but defensive line too has your mind changed at all about how much you can rely on the portal seeing as no. what they've done here oh oh uh well yeah, that's kind of what I was what I wrote about though. Like it, it, the portal's great for a team that's up and coming or trying to get back to respectability, which Florida State is now. And now you plug. You don't just sweep take everybody. You, you can be more uh you can uh, be more choosy and selective. So, um no, I, I think that you want to get to a place where you're recruiting well enough that you need four guys, not 14. That's I think that's where you that's where you want to be. But right now, I think Florida State's in the middle in between four and 14. Our guy, Eric Angel's in the crib with 37. OK, Eric Angel. Thanks, buddy. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. I think the 37 signifies his score prediction of Florida State 37, Syracuse 16. OK, all right. They will blow out Louisiana and Florida. You heard it now live. Let's go, Knowles. Aslan and Corey. Well, thank you, Eric. Uh, That That's would be Eric. a great win, a 37-16 to 16 win, covering the spread on the road again. Um, it's like the old days. Do you hear that stat that Ira had that they hadn't won? This is the first time since 13 they've won four games by 25 or more points in a game, in a season. Really? Really? Yeah. They're not quite on the level of the 2013 team. I'm going to go ahead and say that. I, I don't want you to argue with me. But still, it's it's good that they're doing that. It's good that they're uh, they're they're that much better than teams and proving it. Those stats always make me uneasy because I feel they're always like veiled shots at Jimbo. You know, what? Hey, you know. I mean, the 13 team was Jimbo's team. That's I know, but it's like it was, it's been that long. Like, oh. you have to be at that, you know, like that's where we're at right now. Like, even the, the 16 team didn't do that. Like, this is where we're at right now with this yeah. guy. Like, you know, recognize. <laughs> we need to do a bet, though, too, on the contract extension details. 
like a year. We'll do like a we should do like a gentleman's bet on the year and the and the amount of money average salary. Okay. All right. I think All we're right. we're so we're so far apart in what we think. We is are. Happen. We are. So I mean, could you, Corey, if you knew what the lead writer at powermazoo.com was making, you know, you wouldn't be like, hey man, gee. Hey, I don't have to pay state income tax, though. That's the beauty of living in Florida, gang. I don't have to pay state income tax. So it all comes out. It's all a wash. But, yeah, if I knew um, that the guy at Mizzou was uh, making more than me and didn't have a podcast, a wildly popular podcast, like two of them, like I do, yeah, I might go in for a renegotiation just to get close, just to get in the ballpark. But, I mean, Gene could always say no. how, How could you go to Norvell with less than six a year? If he ends up going nine and three, I mean, I think it's all about who you're who you're uh, competing who is with. Who are competing against? I, I don't know. These 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 schools are ridiculous. I'm so sick of it. Um, is it McCullough? It's McCullough is the president of yeah. Florida State, right? Yeah. Come on, man. In a, I shouldn't just talk to you because I don't want you to be cheap. You got to keep up with the Joneses. All you presidents are just complete idiots. Who who in the world is coming for Eli Drinkowitz? That Mizzou's like, wow, we got to lock this guy up. He almost beat Georgia. He almost beat Auburn. I mean, what are you doing? It's just nuts what these guys what these guys do. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I just who is Norvell? Who who's coming to get Norvell? Why, why would you need to, uh, you know, give him a forty percent raise? I don't know. Who was coming after Elijah? Elijah. Micro venture funding. What do we need to see from the defense for the rest of the year to know the co-defensive coordinators need an extension? Ray Pereira asked one that popped up too that we didn't get to about Randy Shannon. And I thought I, that occurred to me like a couple of weeks ago. It's like he is technically the co-defensive coordinator, but we don't ever talk to Randy Shannon. Um, I don't know if it's because he doesn't like doing it um, or if he's he's lesser involved in the game planning than Fuller. I, I don't, I, but we, yeah, we don't see him much. He's always very pleasant when we do talk to him, but I never got the idea, even when he was the head coach at Miami, that he liked the press. He liked that part of the job much. So he might've just like asked, yeah, let Adam do it all. Let Adam stay doing that. Maybe also to keep um, the dynamics kind of the same since you hired, like, you know what I mean? Like, it'd be weird if Adam Fuller all of a sudden wasn't talking to us. It was Randy Shannon. Like, that would seem maybe like a demotion. I don't know. It's a good question, though. I mean, Chris Thompson's the deputy head coach. We never speak to him, so. Well, he's not a coordinator. He, he's the, we that's talk to the higher, coordinators. That's higher on the. the what, what do you think would get more views? Randy Shannon or John Papuchas? I love you, John. Come on, man. Go block a kick this week. I mean, if as long as they keep Florida under 30, I get it, everybody. You want this defense to look like Jeremy Pruitt 2013 with Jalen Ramsey and Timmy Jernigan and Christian Jones and Telvin Smith and all these dudes and Dar- Darby and Williams covering corners. They don't have that. What else do you want from this defense? Um, no, I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't expect um, – I certainly wouldn't expect either one. Of, I mean, they're like top 20 in the country in total defense. I, I wouldn't expect a change to be made there unless something goes horribly wrong the last four games, which could happen. I mean, I'm not saying it won't, but, it, you know, when, when they're healthy and they have those guys up front, they've been very good defensively. They've held the last two teams they've played since Fabian Lovett came back to 100, under 100 yards of total offense in the first half each game. That's pretty impressive. Unless I get it, man. Liars, you know, figures lie and liars figure. And I get it. They, they don't maybe look like the 17th best defense in the country. I, you know, I, I understand. I mean, they're not this sort of like dominant wrecking crew force. But like, how do you how do you get rid of him? Like, why? I mean, what do you you Dan Lang's going to leave Eugene to come back to be a coordinator? This is too much stress. I don't want to be a head coach. I mean, unless I don't know, unless you just have some feeling about some guy out there that you just know is going to give you some added edge. I don't. Maybe he's some sort of ace recruiter. He can bring two dudes at the school he's at right now that you think will push you over the top. I just can't see a world in which you think you go to Adam Fuller and you're like, no, nah, man, you know, we tried. I'll put in a good word for you, you know, with Charles Huff and Marshall. Maybe you can go back home. I just it, look it, at those it, numbers. They allow 308 yards a game. That's 17th best in the country. They only allow 19.8 points per game. That's 22nd best. And all I know, DVOA, give me adjusted for, you know, opponent. I get it, it's fair. They played some really bad defenses, but they're, I mean, bad offenses, but they, 
Don't let them score on them. Miami still put 27 points on North Carolina. Um, you know, Georgia Tech is still scoring points against Pitt. They absolutely mauled and strangled these teams. So I don't know, man. That's yeah, not it's, like I- it's uh, you know, again, we, we've talked about it is, but it, at the end of the day, Norvell has to, especially now because he's not in danger of getting uh, being on the hot seat, is, is that the best you can do? That's what he has to ask himself. Now that he's established himself at Florida State, say they finish with eight or nine wins. Not just, hey, he doesn't deserve to get fired because they were pretty good this year. Is there somebody out there that's awesome that we can get? You know, that's that's what running an organization is. You You might have a job where you have a pretty good salesman, and there's this unbelievable salesman at your competitor. The pretty good salesman didn't lose the he he doesn't deserve maybe to be fired, but you need that guy. So that could come into play, but I, I wouldn't see how with the way Adam Fuller's unit is played. But again, there's also three regular season games left in a bowl game. Jay, we need to get the we might open the phone lines one of these weeks just to get you back in here, just to hear you talk. Um you're yeah, I don't some of the takes. Some of the takes, not as strong as they used to be. Not as strong as they used to be. Who's uh? He's talking about the kid at NC State. Did uh? Was he a null? Did he want to be a null? I didn't know that. Did I think they, they were. I think they were recruiting him. I don't know if he got turned away or or what happened there. But um, I mean, you know, if, if that's what we're looking at right now. Hey, we're at a good we're at a good spot right now. When like your knock against your current coaches, maybe the third string quarterback at NC State turns out to be really good, and we didn't get him. Hey, so. he's the one now, buddy. He's the one. Hey, look who it is. Guys, this is a very special occasion. The Godfather himself has been kind enough to grace us with his presence. The Godfather. I love you, Jay, by the way. My dog, you know that. Listen, I'm I don't want to give Mike Norvell five years, 80 million, you know, 40 million dollars either. But like, what do you say to the guy? I mean, like, I think Jay, there's a lot of Jay's very pro Dion, which I get, but like. You don't have a lot to stand on right now if you're like thinking that there's poking finding weaknesses in Mike Norvell right now is is tough. It's a tough find right now. But MJ Morris, possibly. Maybe that's hey, maybe he ends up being awesome. Then yeah, that's he might be the day. Through. Um maybe. Again, and I'm and I'm not on Jimmy Sexton's peril. I'm not on Mike Norvell's peril either. Um just saying. You're on Gene there's Williams' Ed, payroll. I am on I'm on Ed Lemmix's payroll. Fifty yeah, bucks. Uh, 50 bucks in the jar. He's still relishing the Miami beatdown. Let's continue this at Syracuse 38 to 17. He says, go Knowles. Great job. You guys. Thanks, Ed. Hope we see you soon, buddy. For real. Um, going to get some of that cocoa for, uh, that's getting a little, little nipply up here in Georgia. They got to get some cocoa to warm the bones. Um, yeah, man. He, so he's got a very uh, similar score to Eric Angel. People are thinking about 21 points. Uh, that would be a man. That would be awesome. That would just be awesome. Three straight ACC wins by three touchdowns or more? That's uh, That doesn't happen a lot. Matty O back. Guys, if the core of the team returns, division's eliminated next year, what's Florida State's chance at the ACC championship? See, that's what I keep forgetting. Thank you, Matthew, because I keep thinking, man, even if most of the guys return, what are the odds they're going to go up and beat Clemson and Clemson? Because Clemson will start. That's, you know that's going to be a really tough game, even if it just will be. It always is, of course. They haven't won there in, since Jameis was a freshman. So they're not even they don't win at Clemson. Well, there you go. They can't win the Atlantic. Oh, wait, there isn't an Atlantic. So good question, Matthew. I keep just for my own personal sake, I keep forgetting that they're getting rid of division. So Florida State could lose to Clemson and they get to play them again in the championship game. Um, so if they get the core back, I mean, yeah, they'll I, second I, highest. They'll be the second highest ranked team in, in yep. the in the conference when the polls come out preseason next year. If, no. if they bring back these, if Jordan comes back and they bring back one or one of two of Verse and Fabian, I think. Yep, I agree. I, I think they'll be maybe North Carolina because of the quarterback, but I think Florida State probably is, will be an overall better team than that. They certainly will have a better defense um, if those guys come back. Um, yeah, man, I I would think they'd be preseason top fifteen. And they would uh, they would have a legitimate chance, a real shot, playing a game in November to maybe wrap up a chance to go back to Charlotte. How about that, Aslan? How about that? That would be something. You ever been to I Charlotte? Can't... Have I ever been to Charlotte? Yeah. Not to cover a game, but yeah. for kickoff. I have. I have, buddy. I've been there a few times to cover yeah. ACC championship games. I can't. I, I lost it. 
but somebody was asking about what do we think about any other coaches from this conference maybe leaving this season, like getting fired? Because um, Satterfield seems like maybe he's turned it around. Yeah, he's safe, I think. We'll see, though, man. I mean, they, they still got Clemson, and they got Kentucky at the end of the year. And if they lose bad to Kentucky. Maybe, um, but they, I feel like whatever, whoever's in between, I thought was like a uh, a cup. I, mean, I may be wrong. They, maybe they played that the, the the non-conference team last. They did. They played JMU, right? I know, but what you're gonna run? You're gonna like seven and five. Like you're gonna run that. Back. I mean, I don't. You're gonna run them out for seven and five. I mean, it's Louisville. What, they, yeah, what, what have they done since Johnny Unitas was there? They had a nice run with Lamar Jackson, and even he didn't win ten games. I don't think. Like it's Louisville. Well, Teddy Bridgewater too. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I forgot. Sorry, I was thinking about since they were in the ACC. But yeah, Teddy Bridgewater was uh, the truth, man. That was a good team they had. They, they beat Florida in that bowl game. Maybe MJ Morris Ooh. will be the one that puts Scott Satterfield out. Yeah, you're right. Now they could lose. Th- I mean, look, man, they're going to be underdogs at least in two of those. Um, yeah, if I, I feel if they lose out, they would be. Man, they lost to Boston College too. Yikes! Yikes! If Come you, on, if, Scott. Way to turn I, it around after that. But goodness gracious! If I had to bet, I probably would say Dino Babers. He was on the shakiest ground, maybe going into the season. I know that six that six and zero start was a lifetime ago for them. Um, yeah, he might be coaching for his job, maybe yeah. Saturday. If he wins that game, he's staying. Yes. I think. Yes. Uh, but if he doesn't, and they're on a four game losing streak, with I think they at least got one more tough game after that. Yeah, that to to start six and zero and finish seven and five, um, and you're not really beloved up there anyway. It would not appear. Um, that would uh that that might be something he can't overcome. All right, what else we got here? We're almost at the hour mark. Again, hit the thumbs up, everybody. It signals a like. That's all it does. Piece of. I cake. don't know. I don't know if there's any other coach coach in the in the because all the other ones are new. Like Virginia Tech's terrible, but their coach is new. Virginia's not any good, but their coach is new. Georgia Tech doesn't have a coach, so yeah, I don't. I, don't, I, don't, I think Babers and Satterfield are the ones, and I don't even know how likely that is. Yeah. Yeah, because again, Virginia Tech first season, so they're not getting yeah. rid of him. Uh, CJ Hertz asks, "What happened to Jarrell Powers?" I don't know. Have I seen him at practice lately? Still on the roster. I mean, they got. Should we should we count the amount of tight ends they have on the roster, Corey? Well, it's six or eleven or fifteen. I'm not sure. Yeah, Ryan Courtney's the one that stands out the most during practice. He's still on the rooster. Yeah, he's there. Uh, All right, I'll keep good. an eye out for him. Maybe I'll put him in the practice video that I don't shoot this week. Uh, but yeah, I, I, Brian Courtney, focus on him. Maybe he gets involved here in the next three weeks, slowly, surely. Um, yeah. Because that would make you feel good too, right? If he, I don't know, if he catches four passes over the next two, three games and maybe once for a touchdown, uh, maybe it's like a good bowl game. Then you're thinking about, you know, Jordan and these running backs and this offensive line and Johnny Wilson. And now you have a, a tight end, a three back. Yeah, that really opens up things, and you're like, all right, well, what? How are you gonna, how are you gonna defend this team? They can run the you ball. You can't. The, ball, the quarterback can run. Yeah. So, um, but they did talk up about Jarrell Powers having like the the build of a wide receiver, running like a wide receiver, but being physical like a tight end. So, uh, he's out there. I'm sure. I just there's 85 guys on scholarship. I can't. And a lot of them wear scout numbers too, so you don't even see their numbers. You, they're in, they're wearing black jerseys, replicating the opponent. So it's hard to know who's who sometimes. Sand Beast just walked in. How late am I? Show's over, Sand Beast. Yeah. You are really late. Yeah, you are really late. Um, Noel Princess, if I don't see practice video for next week, I'll be very disappointed in you. I agree. I'm still going to write next week, Noel Princess. I'm not, you know, I'm still doing my thing. We're still going to be doing a show, right, Aslan? Or are we going to take the week off before Louisiana with this show, too? No, I mean, right. listen, I, I wake up every day and I breathe and I disappoint my mother. So if I disappoint <laughs> some random person on the internet, I'll be fine. I'll You're live used it. to I'll, it. I'll, yep. I'll get, I will sleep fine because mm-hmm. I won't be at practice because I'll be asleep. <laughs> uh, micro venture funding. Should we expect a transfer tight end this offseason? No, they got all these bodies. Unless unless Brock Bowers wants us somehow. I mean, if there look, man, if there's a good one out there, like a like a known commodity, you're not taking somebody for depth. But if you get a starter from a like a guy that put up great numbers in a group of five or a a, a former five star or high four star that just wants to be closer to home or something. Yeah, you might. I think Mike would love a impactful tight end. We love we like Brian Courtney's potential, but there's no proof. There, there's no tangible proof yet that he'd be impactful. 
I don't mean to drag Ray's personal conversation into the chat, but I will. You know, if Dion were to leave Jackson State, Travis Hunter, does he stay in Jackson, Mississippi? Does he follow Dion? Does he come home to Tallahassee? I know my uh, Michael Langston said that he they wouldn't he wouldn't be coming here. Uh, I, I think I, I would so, think there was. I've never talked to the kid. I would say there's about a four percent chance that if Dion left, he would stay. Okay. I, and I don't even know that means he's following Dion. But I also think even if Dion stays, like a man, again, I I, I, brought, I brought this up um, after the FSU LSU game. Like, what what was Travis Hunter thinking watching that game? Hmm. Like that that energy, that crowd, that atmosphere. Um, and look, man, he got game day came there, which is really cool. I'm not, I'm not dismissing that. It was a really cool, um, and I'm not brushing it off. It's a really cool moment, um, for that program and for that conference, but they they won't be back. And when Dion leaves, they might not ever come back or even think about coming back. Um, they're there because Dion's there. And when Dion leaves, J Jackson state leaves the national consciousness. Um, and game day won't be there. Um, and so I don't think Travis Hunter would be there. And he looks around and sees all these guys that he played in all American bowls with, and they're on TV and their, their ratings are three and a half, four million, seven million. And Jackson state's not getting that man. I mean, I guess he might not care. Maybe he just loves it for the love of the game, but I would be very, very surprised if Travis Hunter is there next season. I know Nick needs receivers. I wonder if he'll ask his Geico buddy or no with Aflac. Yeah. They got the duck. So he only has two games of stats offensively. Yeah. 18 total reps. Yep. Not great against Southern. But I'm not going to – that kid, he's a freak, man. I, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, he's, he's, yeah, he's very, very good. Florida State would have really enjoyed having him on the roster. Yeah. Defensively, a little bit better. A little bit better defensively there. Yeah. So he's played in four games. Yeah, the last two, he's played the whole game. Oh, yeah. Go. So yeah, he got. Yeah, he was. He he got. I think it was an ankle. I'm not sure what it was, but he was out for a a month at least. But uh, yeah, man, that's it's cool that he's back. Um, so, all right, that's a wrap. We did it. We made it to the end of it. So you're, uh, we got our Travis Hunter talk in too. Yeah, it's uh, the Friday podcast in the books. Uh, thanks for joining us here live on Thursday night. It's been Wake Up War Chant presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. And since we have been live, also our good friends over at Deluna Coffee. Want to give a thanks to all you folks for uh, being here, hanging out, asking us questions. Hit the thumbs up on your way out. Subscribe to the YouTube page. It's free. It's lower right Subscribe corner. Subscribe to WarChant, the website, too. Do that. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. Thanks to Ed, Eric, Ray, James, and Matthew. We appreciate the heck out of all you guys. Really cool. Yep, you guys we are the best. Up. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. And uh, hopefully when we talk to you again, it'll be a uh, another three-game winning streak in the books for the Knowles on its way to five games. Or six games. Jeff Cameron show one to three o'clock Friday. War chant game day presented by Zaxby's. Pre-game show starts at seven o'clock. It's one hour with Jeff and Tom. Then the watch along with Dominic, myself, and Tom. Takes you up until the post-game show with Tom and Gene. War chant rap. Ira on site. Corey and his estate in Greater Atlanta. All the interviews afterwards, courtesy of Ira working hard. Corey's post-game column. All that. It's all available. Mm -hmm. Ten American dollars whole year for Corey and Josiah in the back there. We thank y'all for being here. Thanks for watching. Wake up board champ presented by corner pocket bar and grill and Deluna coffee. Some deuces, Corey, maybe please.